Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode on Hashtag Recharge, an interview with Hidde de Vries. Hidde is from the Netherlands and he has been running his own media agency for six years and he also worked for Google for an additional five years before he started his own project and stress management and prevention app Hashtag Recharge. He has been facilitating and coaching well over 10 years and has a really strong personal interest in human well-being, energy management and stress prevention. It's a wonderful interview with so many rich insights. We are, for example, talking about why Hidde has so much experience managing stress, what he did to relax and prevent burnout. And he also shares with me how he actually got the idea for his new project, Hashtag Recharge. Once we are starting to jump a little bit more into his app, we are talking about how you can prevent burnout and we are also talking about why it is actually important to have a really good balance between being stressed in a positive, in a, you know, in a helpful, productive kind of way and why it is at the same time so important to recharge. He also shares a couple of really cool tips and tricks around why It is so important and so essential to switch off your screens, your TVs and your devices before going to bed. And he's sharing a couple of really cool insights with me about what he is doing as an entrepreneur to manage his stress levels. So I'm really, really excited about this interview. And after we finished it, Hidde actually shared with me that he also wrote a book called Recharge that is an ebook and only available through him. It's not available online. I was looking at Amazon earlier and I couldn't find it. And he mentioned to me that if any of you, any of my listeners are interested in reading the book, they can just reach out and yeah, and he's happy to share it with me. And so if you are interested to read his book, if you are after the interview, you're like, yes, this is really what I want to learn more about, then send me an email through the contact form on my website and I'm more than happy to share the ebook with you. So I hope really that you're taking a lot of really cool insights and learnings from this podcast episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Hidde. How are you today? Good. I'm good, Julia. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me today. Yeah, my pleasure. How was your day? Tell us, like, let's pick up a little bit our listeners and tell us about where you are, what time it is and what you've been up to today. Um, it's now almost eight o'clock on a Tuesday evening in uh, Amsterdam, Netherlands. Okay. And for today, what have I been up to? I've been doing two trainings and a presentation, a kickoff presentation for a recharge program. So it was quite a, quite a busy day. Yeah, it sounds like it. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I'm sure like all of the listeners are super curious now about who you are and what you've been doing over the last five years and what Recharge is all about. Yeah, yeah. so um, what I'm doing, I actually, or some background about myself, I've been with uh, Google just like yourself for five years. And actually Google was a sidestep because I used to have my own company for uh, six years and we were doing really well. Every year we doubled revenue until 2010 finally hit, uh, the crisis finally hit Europe. And um, the big problem was that in the start of that year, um, people weren't paying us anymore because of the crisis. Uh, so we couldn't pay our people anymore. Um, and that made for some scary times because you've got all these families depending on you. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, there was just no money coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew 
at the end of the year, we had a big event, which uh, we had a lot of sponsors for. So I knew that if we would make it till the end of the year, we would be fine. But that whole year was, was very uh, depressing and negative, And it cost us a lot of energy to, to really see it through till the end. What kind and of company did, was it? It was a printing and publishing company. Okay. So we, we actually published a magazine and it was right in the time that uh, internet really started to take off. Okay. So people were like, a magazine? What's that? No, 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 we don't do magazines anymore. We do WWW. Okay. Um, so uh, eventually we managed to like finalize the, the, the business. We were able to, to uh, prevent bankruptcy and to really uh, pay off all our uh, creditors and all the, the, the people that worked for us. We were able to, to, to kind of stop the company there and then... Um, and the only thing, the only one that wasn't really paid off was myself. So I was completely drained, no energy left whatsoever. And the only thing on my mind was at that moment, because you must imagine there's, there's this whole year of, of struggling, of, of working, working, working around the clock. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend wasn't all too, uh, too excited about it. So we broke up. I was literally sleeping on the couch of a friend of mine. And um, yeah, then the company stopped. And the first and only thing I could think of is, okay, I need more money. I need more. Uh, I needed to have a new income. I need a new apartment. And I had to do all these things for myself until uh, I re- literally got saved by the bell. Um, a friend of mine called me and he was someone that I knew to be very excited, very uh, uh, energetic. And he was crying and he went into, um, uh, started repeating himself and he was down and it sounded all lame. And, uh, yeah. and the only thing I could think of is how do I get off this phone? And it turned out, I asked him like, what's going on with you? And he mentioned, well, I'm in a, in a burnout. And the only thing I could think of was, okay, then you, you know, must have happened yesterday because it sounds so heavy still. Yeah. Turns out he was there already for three months. Oh. And that for me was my wake up call to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take some time off and uh, just have some really literally recharge time. Mm-hmm. So I went on a world trip um, with two kind of fascinations uh, on my mind. First of all, we're only going to become more busy altogether. Because we have more work, there's more expected from us. And we have more opportunities, more uh, digital uh, techniques to make our work easier or to, to facilitate us to do more work. And on the other hand, we're less capable of dealing with it. So whatever we do, we're not doing it right because we have obesity, um, we have depression, we have um, burnouts. Uh, it's it's this whole new set of, of uh, wealth illnesses, uh, if you like. So these were two things on my mind. And during my holiday, uh, during my world trip, I actually thought of the program, of the research program, um, to see how you can actually help people rediscover themselves and to really see what they're doing and um, what kind of uh, unhealthy habits people have and you know to really give yourself a short program because if it's long we don't have the time mm-hmm. um, so kind of like a challenge and that's how the recharge came to be um, and there were three pillars that I knew that they needed to tick or three boxes uh, one it needed to be good because if it's not good we won't do it um, second it needed to be fun because if it's no fun we don't do it and the third thing is what got me into Google actually is um, uh, it needed to be scalable because mm-hmm. I can do coaching and I can uh, prevent someone from going right down that burnout hole but uh, coaching is time costly and uh, it's, it's, it's costly so it costs a lot of time and, and it costs and a lot yeah so it needed to be scalable and, and I started out <laughs> excuse me I started out uh, setting up my own website and getting to know WordPress and all these kind of affiliate systems. And, and there was so much to learn. And at a certain moment, after a few months, I had 
didn't make so much money yet as they promised in all the videos. I wasn't a millionaire yet. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was looking and I thought, you know what? I might as well start working at a company that is going to teach me online and pay me at the same time. So long story short, um, uh, I figured, well, what's the best place to learn about online and digital? Um, ended up at Google and worked there for five years. And I have to say, after um, the first year, I didn't do anything about recharge because I was just soaking up the whole Google experience. Yeah. Everything you started in Dublin in Ireland as well, right? What's that? You, were, you started in Dublin in Ireland at Google? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were there the whole five years or did you move to Amsterdam eventually? No, I was there the first year. So the first year was in, in uh, Dublin. And then I wanted to move actually to the States because uh, Google is from America. So where better to, to learn everything and to, to really get that vibe uh, than in the States. Um, however, they told me quite, uh, quite early in the process that if you want to go from Dublin to the States, you need to be in Dublin for at least two years. Mm-hmm. And Dublin was nice, but it wasn't um, going to be two years of waiting in Dublin. And my manager at the time in the Netherlands asked if I wanted to come work in the Netherlands. So I figured, you know what, I'll do one year Dublin, one year Amsterdam, and then on to the States. Okay. Um, I never quite made that last step. <laughs> okay. Um, but I had a great time. I mean, um, uh, in my time at Google, I found... At a certain moment, I had a, had a um, sales training from a guy from Paris. And I really, really loved that training. And the only thing I could think of is, okay, but if I really want to own this content, if I really want to know how this is done, then the only way of being a, a complete expert is to start facilitating this training myself. Mm-hmm. So I started doing some training work, and that actually felt like... Um, something I wanted to do more. So I started doing more training and more training, um, traveling all over the world, which was amazing, uh, wow. facilitating sessions for, for um, Googlers in, from, from Russia to the States to Asia. It was, it was an amazing time mm-hmm. until uh, my manager called me and she said, well, Hida, I don't know where you are right now, uh, but your job is in Amsterdam. Not all over the world. And so we decided, okay, you know what? Maybe I should start with coaching then because coaching is something you can do over Hangout, just like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the first four people I coached at Google actually left. Um, So I figured if I don't want to be number five, then I might as well choose a different direction. Now, by that time, I had already written my book. Um, I had done a TED talk and um, I figured, uh, and I did the training that was actually quite, uh, quite amazing, a training for the European leadership team of Google. Okay. So uh, on vitality. And I figured one well, of my passion is in this training business and um, my whole goal actually to start at Google was to get to know online in order to uh, improve my program yeah. then maybe this is the time that I need to wave goodbye and, and start working on my exit so to speak mm-hmm. so um, yeah that was two years ago I left two years ago okay. and started focusing completely on uh, on recharge and we now have a new app we've now uh, launched uh, a couple of videos of uh, testimonials so we have a Google team that went through the program. We have rituals that uh, went through the program. We did just did a, a scientific research with one of the biggest uh, recruitment agencies in the Netherlands, uh, Young Capital. And uh, we did an official test and, and research in the effects of the program in uh, after week, after month, and after four months. And the results are amazing. So we're now really starting to, to get this whole thing going and it's yeah it's it's quite an amazing ride yeah it sounds like it thanks so much for sharing all of this so i've got so many questions the first thing is i want to go back a little bit to when you had like this whole kind of revelation i guess almost where you were like oh like i i'm gonna get almost into a burnout and you said you were traveling how long did you travel and what Uh, did you learn three months then yeah three months okay and how did you 
did you, was that just enough for you to be like, oh, okay, like I, I'm recovered now and I can get back into kind of the next adventure or did, were there any other tools that you use in order to start to be more mindful? Well, the, the thing is I went, when I left, um, I left for India. So I first went two weeks to Osho, the Osho uh, meditation retreat, which is kind of like a Disney fanfare, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, entertainment park for, for uh, meditation people. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, they have everything there. So it's one big um, yeah, entertainment park. That's, I don't have another word for it. So I went there for two weeks, uh, had an amazing time, and then went on to Thailand to visit some friends. Um, off to Melbourne, where a friend of mine was living. And that's actually where I thought of the whole, um, the whole recharge program. Okay. Um, underneath a palm tree on the beach of Sitkova. <laughs> very nice and it's actually quite uh, uh funny because i was waiting for my friend there and he was late and i didn't have a, a, a watch but i saw him the there was a church near near the beach with a big uh, clock on it and i saw that it was half an hour late and my phone was still in the hostel so i couldn't call him um and the only thing i could think of was well actually i'm now under a palm tree in the sun on the beach even if I don't have a business, I don't have a house, I don't have an apartment, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have nothing. So, you know, even if he doesn't show up, who cares? I'm, <laughs> I'm having me time. Yeah. And then I figured all of a sudden it was this realization that I thought, oh, but if you would have asked me this half a year ago, I would have gone berserk because I could have called you, I could have set up a project, I could have. And why I was thinking this underneath that palm tree in uh, uh, Melbourne, I, I, I noticed that my, my muscles were tensing, my heart started racing, my blood started pumping. I literally had a fight or flight uh, response yeah. under a palm tree in the sun for someone not showing up. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's when I realized that I was so uh, uh, over the edge already um, that you can be so impacted. And that's when I realized I need to start working on something and creating something that actually helps people literally recharge themselves uh, when they, when they uh, feel they need to. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's a, and that's, I'm also thinking like that was in 2010, 2011 where like anxiety yeah. and depression, that was, that, that was all really new and, if you would talk about the burnout or anxiety at that point, it was always like, Oh my God, like this person is like a workaholic or like, it was something really negative. Yeah. I feel like nowadays it's almost in our everyday life kind of yeah. word use, you know, like because everybody has some kind of experience in that area. It feels like almost. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I just wrote a column for one of the news agencies here in the Netherlands. And it's actually about this hype around burnout mm -hmm. and that's one thing that that you know, frightening is the right word but it, it frightens me that because it's uh, such a hype everyone is uh, claiming to either know someone or uh, has been in a burnout themselves mm -hmm. and everything now is covered in uh, the phenomenon of burnout mm -hmm. so people that just have a uh, um, little illness or people that um, think that they uh, have, have some arguments with their employer or whatever, you know, every excuse now can kind of be, um, what's the word for it, justified under the big call-out <laughs> of burnout. Yeah. yeah, so that makes it a little bit, and with the hype also comes a lot of uh, companies that want to play in the hype or play a part or, or do their part, which makes it also um, quite, how do you say that, uh, uh, untransparent. Mm -hmm. So there's so much now around the whole burnout. And, and actually, there's so many people that, ex that really know how to deal with it and how to really help people. Yeah. So we come across companies, we work a lot with companies, mm -hmm. and we come across a lot of companies that um, tell me stories that uh, their, their employee had a coach and this coach recommended that he or she do a little walk uh, after lunch. 
which in itself is great, but just taking a walk every, every uh, uh, day isn't going to prevent you from getting a burnout. Mm-hmm. So people don't look that extra, uh, <laughs> extra parts into how they actually can really help someone. And it's more a one size fits all. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a big hype at the moment. <laughs> So what do you think then? So that's actually a really interesting topic. How do you think, how should we approach like this topic more holistically? Because it's, it's not just like, you can't just prevent burnout by going on a walk every day. Like what, what does Recharge propose? How, how does Recharge? Well, what we do with the Recharge program is um, we have a five-day program, which you do online. Mm-hmm. And instead of just focusing on one element, we focus on all of them. So we've got five pillars, which is uh, nutrition, exercise, uh, relaxation, mindset, and focus. And all these things uh, um, are valuable if you want to do something for yourself. So you need to take into account all these these five pillars is our belief. And um, the thing is, we don't, we tell you, we advise you for nutrition, we uh, advise you for sleep, we give you tips on how to improve your sleep, we help you uh, get more focus in your life, um, to have a clear goal of where you want to go. And through these exercises that you do for a week, you do it all through your normal working week because we can go to to bali and uh, have a great time and come back after a week we open our laptop and buff mm-hmm. gone is all the peace and mindfulness yeah um so that's why you do it with your team uh, during the week and um the thing with it is that because you are really challenged to to change your habits to change your um uh, the way you um do your normal work, your work day, the way you set it up. Um, that really makes people realize, hey, wait, there's more uh, than just what's every day that, than, than, uh, than I do every day, right? So you really experience the difference that a different lifestyle can do to you. Okay, that's great. And so it's five days. That's really interesting as well, because usually they say, you know forming a new habit takes 21 days or 28 days a month like what is how's the thinking around that that's actually quite uh, quite a common question that i get Mm -hmm. is five days then enough because 21 days 60 days the problem is if i tell you to do something for 21 days you scare away pretty much uh, 80 90 percent of the people that should be interested and um, what you want to achieve in companies is just a huge participation. So even people that participate in a program um, and don't follow through and, and, you know, that quit after two days, still when we, when we talk to them, they'll be like, yeah, no, it was too tough for me. I quit and it, was, uh, it wasn't my thing. And, uh, but, but I still do the cold shower in the morning. Or I still uh, cut down on my, my coffee. Mm-hmm. Or it really made me think. And what's funny, um, during the, my last holiday, we were, I was sitting in the, we were in Jamaica and I was sitting in the pool with this typical English bloke, this really English guy, bit of a tummy, uh, obviously drinking beer, talking about football. Um, and as I don't have that much going on with football or soccer, um, we started talking about well, what you do in life. And, uh, and I told him, well, this was after one week, we just arrived to, together and um, our kids were playing and, and it was good. And he said, well, how's your life? And I, I could only think, well, I'm really keen on going back to work because I really, I love my work. Then I want to, I want to go and, and go back actually and start work. He looked at me, he's like, you're a moron. What's going on there? And uh, so I told him what I did and he was like, at the end of the holidays, like, I'll, I'll try that recharge. Can you, can you send me, can you send me the program? Oh, and I buy it. One, one. So he started doing it. He did it for two days. And then he called me. He's like, are you insane? I cannot do this. This is horrible. <laughs> this is... Four weeks later, he calls me. He says, here, guess what, guess what? I haven't been drinking for three weeks and I haven't eaten meat for a whole week he's like i feel like a new person and he's, wow. he's just raging and raving about it it was and that's the, the beauty of it everybody takes away something that works for them 
-hmm. we're not here to tell you how to live your life and i think that's also coming back to your question like what's the answer for burnout there is no one size fits all but what you do want to uh, achieve is that you get people thinking um of their own habits and of their own uh, daily practices and everything and to make them realize that they're not a victim of life but that they can actually make their own choices and for them to become proactive and take ownership I think if you are able to create that then you've achieved a whole lot yeah definitely yeah. it's really interesting because i um i'm just participating in an online conference at the moment it's taking place in germany and it's a online conference on stress mm -hmm. and um, one of the and they have 25 different speakers and they talk like you know they have all different backgrounds and they basically speak about stress and how they manage it or what kind of businesses they have around it and one of the one of the speakers i think she was a therapist um she talked about how stress is actually just a new word for fear um, because we're so, because we are afraid of like, you know, like anxiety and depression. And it's always like, we are maybe afraid of having a conversation with our manager, or we are afraid of um, taking a certain step in our life. And then that fear basically creates that stress. And that's why it, and that can lead to burnout or anxiety. What do you think about that? Um, well, I know that fear can cause stress. Mm -hmm. stress. Stress in itself is not bad. Eh? Stress is literally um, what you do when you train as well. So if you, if you do a weight lift, you, you stress your muscle mm -hmm. and then you release it. You stress your muscle and you release it. So that's not bad. Stress also helps us perform at our best when we have a deadline or something. Or, you know, you have that stress going on stage. Stress really gets your adrenaline pumping and everything. The problem is when we have too much stress too often, um, then it becomes a problem. Exactly. And you can still last for years before uh, uh, something terrible happens. Mm -hmm. However, it's the way we look at stress that gets us even more stressed. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not so much the fact that we're stressed. Uh, it's also the fact that we stress about having the stress. And the problem is that if you um, stress about having stress, then you start uh, playing this thing over and over and it becomes a roller coaster in your head. Mm -hmm. And I think there's more things that you can be stressed about or become stressed of. And that's not just fear. It can also be a deadline uh, or a uh, just too much work. Mm -hmm. I agree that if you have that too much and too often, then it can feel like fear. It can become fear. But that's also because you're just activating that um, uh, fight or flight system continuously. So what actually happens is um, your body has this, 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 this fight or flight response, right? So that's really from your uh, limbic and, and reptile brain a... Um, Uh, what do you call that, uh, um, reflex that we have that saves us from harm. Mm -hmm. However, that system doesn't know the difference between a tiger that we used to have in the old days versus uh, an email that might be threatening. Yeah. Or just think of the moments when you're driving from one place to another. How often are you not cut off or somebody is um, hitting the brakes or that finger goes up and you're like, <laughs> that kind of stress... Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, that that also triggers this kind of uh, fight or flight. And I always say in my, in my trainings, I have people experience this fight or flight and what happens in your body. And your whole body is at work when you have this fight or flight response. So your, your um, uh, view uh, narrows, your stomach will, will crumble together, you'll... Um, Uh, hi, doggy. Let's <laughs> go coming up. Um, your, your blood starts rushing a little bit harder. Your heart starts pounding. You have this adrenaline rush. Uh, cortisol comes free. And all these things happen in an instant, in a, in a blink of an eye. And this your whole body shuts itself up to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine how heavy that is if you have that 20 times, 30 times, maybe 50 times a day. Exactly. And then... 
to give you a, a simple example, because people then, um, uh, especially if they're if they're overstressed already, they become cynical. Um, but they say, yeah, 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 but we don't have tigers in the office, and I don't believe blah blah. There's research from Sony Ericsson that tells tells you that if it takes longer than three seconds, one, two, three, to for a web page, a mobile page on your phone to load, that already releases as the, the same amount of stress hormones as watching a horror movie by yourself. Wow. And if you then consider that we are nowadays about and an average, say, 200 times a day on our mobile phone. And the amount of times that we open up web pages that aren't really uh, loading that fast already, mm-hmm. you can only imagine how often we get stressed. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. in combination with deadlines, in combination with social media, which is also a very big <laughs> stress for a lot of people. Um <laughs> See, social media, and he already starts barking. Social media is great, don't get me wrong, but it's, you have to know how to use, to use it because also social media is really set up um, to be addictive. Yeah. The more often you open Facebook, the more advertisements you see, the more money they make. And it's, that's normal logic. And it's not um, something you, could, you should blame them for it, but you should know that that's the way it works. And um, uh, yeah, handle it in the in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's so true. Like I love all of the examples that you just gave, and I've obviously heard a lot about that as well. And the I think the biggest problem is that we are not aware of it, right? That we like like these things that happen, we just kind of feel the consequences at some point. But that all of these things that you just mentioned, like the social media things and the emails or the website not loading, all these little triggers, like actually get us tense and we don't do anything about actually relaxing we just are in this cycle the whole time and then we go home and we think that laying on the couch and scrolling through our social media feed is actually relaxed relaxing exercise you know yeah Um, it's the same as as um uh television eh, for example so in the program we have this thing where you have to switch off all devices at uh, 9 30 the reason is there is, is threefold. One is that um, the, the artificial light, it stops your uh, melatonin, your, your sleep hormone from being produced. So <coughs> if you, um, sorry, we had a late night yesterday. Um, if you have to, um, uh, your melatonin starts around eight, nine to start working uh, its magic. So it helps you fall asleep more easy. So if you have artificial light coming at you, and even if it's just from a small screen, it stops the hormone because it it thinks that it's still daytime. So it stops being produced. Then the second thing is that if you watch television or you um, uh, watch uh, social media or anything, there's still this this constant um, uh, edge right? A television series will get you on your edge because that's why you want to watch it. You want to see what's going on. And then there's this, this thing that, you know, you go to bed and all of a sudden I just had it the other day again. And of course, I mean, um, I know how it works, but still you, you, uh, forget or you know it happens. Constantly perfecting yeah. ourselves too, right? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was actually uh, uh, strolling through my my phone and wasn't even in bed. It was before I went to bed, but I saw something on uh, one of the uh, websites we have in the Netherlands where they they post all these these videos, but funny but also uh, um, uh, insulting videos or whatever. Okay. And there was this little kid that got. Uh, harassed by 20 guys in a park and they hit him and it was it was really unfair and really unfriendly and and, and, um it really got to me so watching this video and i could only think like oh and i could feel this tension building up inside me and i put down my phone and i realized oh shit this is the reason why you shouldn't watch this before going to bed because literally one hour later you're still consuming that one video of 20 seconds to a minute, but you're still consuming it an hour later. Yeah. So 
um, but also social media, right? You're finally in your bed and all of a sudden I see you having a great uh, podcast and I see someone else on the boat and I see exactly. someone else partying and I'm in my bed thinking, shit, should I be there? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> So that makes it really hard to uh, unwind before sleeping. And sleep is your biggest recharge that you have during the day or at nighttime then, but you know, it's the biggest uh, thing that that will help you recharge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just neglect it. We all think, Oh, I can do with six hours of sleep. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No sleep is exhausting. It's, it's Mm -hmm. uh, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do as an entrepreneur to uh, manage your stress? Because you know, like you're obviously very aware of all the things that you need to be doing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But how how well do you think you manage it and what do you do? Um, well, what I do, uh, I live, the, the thing is, um, our philosophy or one of our, our um, saying um, that we stole from someone, but I don't have a clue who came up with it, but you don't need to be sick to become better. And what we do with Recharge is um, people used to always say, yeah, but then you have to be sick and it's, not the concept of recharge. Recharge is actually like interval training. Mm-hmm. If I look at my uh, mom, she's 72 and she goes every week, she does a little round running <laughs> in, a, in a very slow pace, but she's doing it and she feels really uh, proud afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people train. They walk their walk, same pace, same round. And that's nice, but that's not... Um, exercise if you want to train like an athlete if you want to be a top performer you train by interval so you train hard and low and hard and low and hard and low. so you prepare for different uh, variations of, of um, uh, strength however in uh, our daily lives in our work we need to be athletes as well we need to be on top of the game if we want to make a promotion we need to be better and better we need to improve ourselves but what we do when we work is we come in in the office we work 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 raise tension 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 with a bit of luck you have a break for lunch and then you work and then boom then it goes down so there's no relaxation or escape from it all um, you're just working 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 continues day in day out and then so it continues the problem there is that um with recharge you don't actually stop working but you give yourself a little bit peace of mind and then you can go on even better so it's a a performance enhancer if you like um (coughs) and then you once you've done the recharge you go on with your normal life and obviously you're going to return to your maybe not so good habits or you'll you'll adjust a few so that should take one at least one thing out of the program, it's already worth its value. And then if you do it more often, you kind of get the hang of certain things. So there's um, in level three, there's no coffee. So we have different levels. So everybody can now participate uh, together. And there's no coffee in uh, level three. And every time I do the recharge, the first two days suck. There's no coffee and I have to get off that coffee rush, that, 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 that uh, addiction. So there might be a little bit of headache, but also the loss of something. You know, it's, it's literally like an addiction coffee. Um, however, if I stop with the recharge, I drink tea for a long time and then all of a sudden I go back and have some coffees now and then, and, um, which is fine, you know. But then you see that you become less addicted to caffeine and you notice that you actually enjoy having a cold shower in the morning because you know that it makes you feel better so by doing the recharge program on different uh, moments things become more of a part of your life and that's what i have as well so i do um, i wake up in time i don't snooze i have a little baby boy so um, uh, i stand up quite early (laughs) and um, i try to exercise but for example that with a baby boy is hard to combine mm-hmm. so i've accepted that i only exercise once a week and if i'm lucky maybe twice but um i do take cold showers i eat quite healthy um we don't eat uh vegan or or uh, uh, 
um, vegetarian, but we do eat vegan meals uh, now and then, um, and maybe three three times a week meat in the evening, um, where we used to eat like seven days a week. Yeah. Um, more mindful of taking breaks, um, changing work environment, work uh, uh, setting. Um, and yeah, I found, I'm lucky, I found something that I do that really energizes me as well. So if I do a kickoff presentation for recharge or if I facilitate a training somewhere, um, yeah, it just, it just energizes me to the max. So that's, that's also a good thing. Okay. And do you still do meditation? I'm curious because you said you went to a meditation um, place in India. Yeah, no, yeah, I do. Uh, um, I do it, but not what I love to do is in the morning before the day starts to have a kind of meditation to ease down your dreams. Mm -hmm. I have uh, quite intense dreams always. And um, if I do meditation before my day starts, it gets me grounded. <laughs> the only thing is with a little baby boy he doesn't wait till daddy's meditation is over so i can hear him cry in the background and then um then it's his turn so uh i do take my moments when i'm in the car for example uh, i don't close my eyes but i do focus on my not on the nothingness in my mind so i try to seize all thoughts um while driving but it's it's still a way to kind of put that meditation in my day mm -hmm. that's awesome i always yeah. have a couple of questions at the end of each interview guest or interview um itself for the podcast so yep. the first one is uh, what are you most grateful for um yeah it's gonna sound very cliche but my baby boy <laughs> of uh -huh. 16 months boots um we just had the most fun together um reading books and he, him throwing me over <laughs> from one side to the other. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a bless. Um, and, and what I'm really grateful for in, in work is that I get to do this amazing uh, job or reconnectionally work with companies and really make a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And that's to me is, 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 yeah, a big, big blessing. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm, so excited for this work i think that's so awesome and all the companies that you're already working with as well i think yeah so it's such a such an important project and such important work so yeah, i'm really glad we got connected um what are your three most important wisdoms that you would pass on to the rest of the listeners uh, my three most important wisdoms um well i've actually just set up three wisdoms or, or uh, uh, values uh, for myself in order to scale up the business um, and for myself to really uh, stick to the business because as an entrepreneur you get so many things and everything is cool you want to be involved in everything and yeah. um, not probably not even for just entrepreneurs also for for uh, whatever it is that you do people do social media and we see all these things and want to be everywhere and do everything so the three things that I um, set up for myself is, first of all, practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that brings everything together because even I noticed at a certain point, like, hey, wait, I'm quite stressed. And I work 24-7. And is, is this actually what I preach? No. So I started practice what you preach. Every day in the morning, I say that to myself and it gets me literally grounded. It's like, oh, yeah, wait. Mm -hmm. Um, second is focus. So uh, I have a shitload of ideas coming through <laughs> uh, on an on a hourly basis, so to speak. So I get all these ideas. People that work with me go nuts because it's, oh, we can do it so. And uh, should we set up a podcast? I assume we that. Um, so I, I found this way to start focusing more on the things that um, really going to help my bigger picture. So I have my bigger picture in my mind. Our goal is to improve the lives of 1 million people. And we now have the first, the first percent. So 1%, percent, um, 10,000 people that joined the program. And it makes it very clear to me, um, okay, either my actions should contribute to this 1 million people, to reach 1 million people, or it should contribute to making the program even better. And if it doesn't do one of these, then... Uh, you know, it's, it's easier to say no and to focus literally on, on what to, uh, 
on, the, uh, on our mission to focus and then literally recharge. So recharge literally for me as well is continuously being aware that you can go on and on and on and on, but that's not what you want to do. You want to recharge in order to upload your batteries or to, 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 to load up your batteries and, and really be more um, energetic and, and, and uh, able to deliver better performance. So yeah, practice what you preach, focus and uh, recharge. I, I should write them all down for myself too. I totally connect with that as an entrepreneur at the moment. I have so many ideas and so many things that are going on. It's hard yeah. to, to stay focused. And people are like, Julia, you're like a stress manager now. Like you should be totally aware of what you have to do. I'm like, I know, but it's really hard to do it sometimes, you know, that's why that's, you, that's, you have coaches. <laughs> that's the funny thing. <laughs> I know a lot of, and that was what I was mentioning before as well. There's a lot of people um, that either had a negative experience regarding burnout or whatever, and, um, or had too much shit in their work, or it wasn't matching with what they thought it would be. And then all of a sudden um, become like a, a, a stress counselor or a coach or whatever, but have no clue of how to hold themselves together. So you get this really stressed coach that's then helping you with, with, with burnout or with stress. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's funny, but that's just what I meant with the whole hype around burnout at the moment. Yeah. Um, is there a book that really inspired you or that you like read multiple times over because you think it's so valuable? Uh, there's actually a lot of books <laughs> that I think, Oh, I should read this again. Um, and then I never come to do it, but um, yeah, there's just, I, I read a lot. Um, I don't read very fast, so it takes a while, but I do read, uh, I do read a lot. Um, there's one obvious one, I think, especially for people interested in the whole subject of stress and, and uh, performance and energy, which is the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. That's uh, okay. a book. You'll notice if people read that, if they've read it, you, you'll notice from them. You, you, you'll see it, you, it. Just I don't know what happens, but people just have this different mindset after reading that book. That's the only book that um, I read twice. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's one that I really love. And there's, there's so many more around um, uh, Tony Crabb with Busy. I really enjoyed that one. Okay. Um, Tony was... Uh, uh, presenting at an event that we organized and uh, he's getting his second book out. There's a uh, focus management, uh, let's say guru in uh, Amsterdam, friend of mine who has written now five books already on the subject of focus. Um, very easy and, and straightforward and, but also insightful books. Um, what else? Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a lot of books. <laughs> Tony Crab busy or oh, I am busy. What is the... No, busy, busy, yeah. Cool, yeah, I'll put it in the show notes as well for people. If oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, and so you already mentioned kind of what your next plans are because you want to get to a million users of the Recharge app. What, how do you get there? Well, we started out working through the consumers. To, we aimed at the consumers as our business market, but what we found is that if you want to reach consumers, you need to have a guru. So you kind of need to be the Tony Robbins uh, for the program. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be a Tony Robbins. I'd love to be because he's, I think, in, in, in a lot of aspects, uh, amazing, all, all that respect. But um, that's not for me. I just, I love the business. I love um, uh, growing the business. I love to achieve that mission. And that's really what excites me. I don't need to be on stage and, and telling everybody how to become energetic. So... We decided uh, as well as for focus uh, to kill that darling and kill the whole consumer uh, marketing uh, aspect. And now we're focusing completely on companies and teams. So teams within companies. Um, and we're now, um, we've got the program in English, in Dutch and in English. And for example, Rituals is one of the companies uh, that has international offices. It started out in Amsterdam and they're now offering it to all their international offices. So our aim is really to uh, grow and to see if we can um, set up subsidiaries in uh, or franchise in, in different countries to um, have people on the floor, on the ground in these countries and really start scaling it up. 
and so thereby reaching uh, reaching our uh, our goal that's such a cool idea i love it and so how can people reach out to you or learn more about recharge um we've got uh hashtag recharge.com and then uh written out so h-a-s-h-t-a-g-r-e-c-h-r-g-c uh you have that in notes uh, com. so that's our website um we're on linkedin uh, obviously and uh, a little bit of an instagram but we don't really do that very well um again their focus and then linkedin considering companies and, and teams is for us a lot more relevant than uh, than all the other social medias yeah mm -hmm. and so if somebody's listening now from a company and it's like i think this is so awesome like i would love to uh, i don't propose this to our human resource department can they just do they find like a way to connect with you on the website Yeah, yeah. So we've got our contact form. We've got a phone number. Um, people can reach uh, one of my colleagues and, and make an appointment. Or um, it depends. We can also um, uh, drop by, uh, fly in, whatever. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. It's almost like a normal business. <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much. Um, this was so interesting and so much fun um I, i learned already so much just from this one hour conversation with you so thank you so much for your time pleasure was all mine all the best Peter. i'll talk to you soon okay bye bye, bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a five-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and the summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.